SBA. Uh, we are talking with Matt, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's a, it's Ushman, right? Yes, you got it. Right, and I already forgot. Okay, uh, I'm Matt Ushman uh, from, uh, I guess that your whole channel name is uh, Trouble Brewing with Matt Ushman, but uh, yep. he uh, linked his YouTube channel in the uh, episode description. Uh, go check it out. Um, but uh, to start, like we start every week, uh, what are you drinking? I guess, Matt, you're the guest, man. Get your you got some homebrew? Yeah, just homebrew. I got a, a Hefeweizen. So uh, this just hit the taps uh, a few days ago, and it's going quick already. Uh, I've actually not brewed one before, surprisingly, for how long I've been brewing. But uh, I usually, in the past, I brewed my safe like three or four beers, and that's all I did. So it's the nice thing about YouTube is it's really forced me to uh, – you know, get outside the uh, comfort zone and start brewing yeah. styles that I've had before, never brewed before. So, uh, but no, this is a really great beer. I'm really enjoying it. I like your uh, I like your setup in the back there too. I, oh, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm streaming from my office, but like, man, I want to I want to stream like from <laughs> downstairs. It's sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jordan, uh, maybe you can speak to it too. But you you used to when you first started at least brew like oh, nothing but heffies. Like, yeah, that was like that was my house beer for years. Just like I, you know brew one polish it off and you know as soon as i felt that keg getting light it was had another one bubbling up love that style one of my favorite well, styles maybe i need to uh get a get a uh, your uh your ingredients or your your uh nice. your recipe because if you you probably have it more tuned than i do yeah sure yeah i can i can share i mean i'll tell you right now i mean i think i did like um it was like 51 percent wheat and yeah. then uh the rest of it was uh pilsner i believe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was pretty much it for the oh, grain bill easy enough yeah um matt do you prefer do do you prefer your heffies more on like the banana side or like the clove side or um, like honestly balanced? i don't think i've had enough to have a preference um this is a uh, uh, very estery though um i i tried to stress the yeast out quite a bit i was reading about like open fermentations i didn't aerate like at all really um i heard about under pitching um so there's all these different ways you can help yeah. promote those those characters but uh, i just i didn't do open fermentation but i did i did not oxygenate very well and um and i think that may have helped i used the stefan strain from imperial yeast i don't know if you guys used that before yeah yeah, um, yeah. bells bells are is our local homebrew shop and it's pretty much all they sell these days is imperial, uh, so. yeah i'm a big fan Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what you got, Jason? I guess I'll go in a clockwise order here. Hams. Is it hams? <laughs> he's got the shirt on, man. I know. I'm just giving up, and I'm just repping hams now, since that's what, what, literally all I drank for the last... I mean, Jason, <laughs> I'm with you uh, right now. That's, you, I've, got, you, I've got some cider that I'm... I was gonna just going to say you got here, cider but, on tap, at least, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got some cider, and I actually have a Hydromel uh, that uh, just went on tap, too, so I might might pull some of that. I haven't really drank much of it yet, so we might get a live Sweet. you know, taste here. Sweet. Try to hide what's my a, face. What's a hydromel for those that, that may not be uh, initiated into the mead world? Yeah, so uh, my understanding, uh, it's essentially just like a mead, like a regular mead, but underneath 7.5%, I think is the okay. cutoff, or is it 85 I'm not uh, sure. I'm yeah, not I don't know if there's sure official. Yeah. But it'd be kind of like you're considered your session mead, if you will, you know, for, for the style. But 
yeah, this is just something that I I whipped together with uh, some store-bought honey, not using any of the good stuff yet that I still have sitting in a bucket. But, yep, we'll see. We'll see how it tastes. Any flavors to it or just kind of like a carb, low ABV, mead? Right now it's just carb. Or... Yeah, it's back sweetened with a just a small amount of honey. Um, cool. The, the same honey that I use to ferment. But other than that, yeah, there's no... There's no flavors in it or anything. I've got a but a bit of uh, raspberry puree that I might put in mm. there, depending on how it turns out after it's cold and carved. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, see. hell yeah! No, it sounds really good. I I, so I guess I don't have to ask you what you're drinking. What's up, Jason? I was just gonna break in real quick. So I was distracted at the beginning there because our our Twitch stream had gotten disconnected. So we are oh. now live with Twitch. So if you're watching on Twitch, which I know a couple of people do, I apologize. Um, uh, so funny that uh, Jordan had to change the password the other day, and he literally sent me a message that said, "Hey, is this going to break the Twitch stream?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, it's got to be like it's got to be authenticated with like a token or something. Like, I don't know why changing the password would break it." And and here we are. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, Jordan's getting cider, whatever. I. Uh, I just kegged a Czech Pilsner uh, last week. No, no, I didn't. I kegged a Czech Amber Lager last week. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a Czech Pilsner unless you're uh, Urkel or one other people. This is one other brewery that's allowed to call their, their beers Czech Pilsner. But um, yeah, it turned out really well. It's uh, it's really balanced almost to the point of it being maybe too balanced. It's kind of... Uh, it's not boring to drink. It's just really easy to drink. Like uh, you take a sip and nothing stands out like it's, it's too prominent. And so you're just like talking and drinking and talking and drinking and the glass is gone. And, uh, and you're like, wow, what happened? And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a great thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, relatively low ABV. I think it's like 5.2. So um, sip on that before breaking into some revolution beers that I've left over mm. from Chicago. But uh, since we have Matt, let's talk about Matt, man. Um, sure. So tell us about like your your home brewing journey. How long have you been doing it? Well, I guess we can start there. Yeah, I've been brewing for around eight years. Um, oh shit! I, I start. Oh. I've been in, I've been around home brewing um, in my childhood as well. My dad um, started with the Mister Beer kits, uh, yeah. progressed to uh, just your Northern Brewer extract five gallon kits, and he actually still does. Northern Brewer five gallon extract kits today. He's been brewing very, very long time. He just likes it. He keeps it simple. Uh, he doesn't want to complicate things. Um, and it's been working out for him. Um, so yeah, I've been brewing for eight years. Uh, I started out just doing the five gallon extract kits like everyone, most people do. Graduated to all grain, I would say I went probably five or six years ago, probably five years mm -hmm. ago. Um, was doing the obnoxious you know, coolers and, you know, hot liquor tanks and mash tons and the gravity feeds and bringing tables to people's houses. And <laughs> yeah, I got I got quickly sick of that after probably two years and switched to electric Bruna bag because uh, back in the day, my my uncle always did Bruna bag with the just wrapping, you know, you know, it's propane then wrap it in some sort of jacket to keep it warm for mashing mm -hmm. um and i wanted to get into it and i always wanted to do electric because i wanted to brew inside during the winter because um, every <sighs> every single time i'd want to brew during the winter and uh, my friends were great sports because they they definitely hung out with me on some cold 
winter brew days. Yep. Um, but I, <laughs> I did that. I did that for a few years, got sick of it quickly, um, and then moved inside. So this is about a one-year-old for moving inside. So nice. Super you jelly. Better than I did. I think I brewed outside twice in my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that uh, times. You, 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 were you, is that your first electric system? That's not, is yes. it? Oh, it okay. Is. Okay. I was thinking yeah. you were maybe like a really early adopter based on that timeline, but no, no, I, uh, yeah, I started, I, the, the claw hammer system behind me. Hmm. I want to say that's probably three years old, probably three okay. years. Um, so it's when, it's when the claw hammer was getting really popular. It's now very popular. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the electric Bruna bag, you know, if, if anyone's looking at, you know, equipment, I think Clawhammer has got a great set for, for the price point. I couldn't recommend them enough. I've been, it's been a great system for me for the last few years. Oh, it looks like an awesome setup. And just looking at it makes me, makes me jealous. I'm still <laughs> brewing outside, you know, the old propane tank and igloo cooler and stuff Same. like that. It works. And, and, it uh, works. Uh, yeah, it's on the agenda for this year. I, I'm getting some electric ran. I got a sink ran mm. last year, the year before. So slowly, the basement's you know transitioning into what I want it to be. But it, only gripe, only gripe I have with electric is uh, the heat up times are slow, and mm. that's the only pain. So I got a I got a 120 volt system. So it's just your typical plug. So it's got a it. 1500 watt element. Just to put it in perspective, what that means is it means an hour to hit your strike temp and an hour to hit boil for a mash out. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's two hours of waiting. The first hour is easy because I just, I just get up early and I get it going, but the boil part is annoying, especially if I have other brewers around me. And if you're brewing with other people with propane, you know, they're hitting boil in like 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And you're yeah. sitting here for another 45 minutes drinking some beers, which I guess isn't a big deal. But um, just just keep that in mind. So if you do want to go electric and you want the faster times, look at the uh, the two forty volt, you know, forty five hundred. I think uh, doesn't Brandon have the two forty? Uh, I don't know what he brews with. I'm pretty sure he does. I kind of said that because I expect he, he has like three or four way. different systems. Yeah, he should he should be watching. I'm expecting him say, to pop in unless there. he's at the <laughs> south <laughs> meeting. Oh, um, that could be. Yeah. yeah. We'll no, that's that's that. that's cool. I uh, I've always brewed on. Uh, um, yeah, there's Brandon. There he is. <laughs> Forty volts, yeah. uh, more power. So yeah, I think I think you hit a lot faster. I, I've I've always brewed on my stovetop uh, in my kitchen. Sure. Uh, I went outside, like I said, a couple of times. I've got a single tier in the in the garage. Brian's brewed on it with me a couple of times. I don't think you ever have Jordan, have you? Nope. But uh, yeah, we did it once, and it was cold and. Like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm going to, it's tough. I'm going to sit in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually looking at doing an upgrade soon. Cause I, the, the 240 volt controllers for this system is like 800 bucks, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Cause the, the 120 volt controller costs 200 and then it goes all the way to 800. There's like no, in wow, that's, that's a huge, yeah, jump. it's a big jump. So, but the cool thing is if you know a little bit about electronics and you're not afraid to research some stuff, you can build your own controllers. Yeah. And so I'm looking at, I'm looking mm -hmm. at building a 240 volt controller uh, right now. So I'm pricing all that up to, uh, it's a lot Sweet. cheaper to do it that way. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah. My, my wife and I are actually talking about, or starting to look for property and we want to build a house in another a couple of years probably and i've already told her like she she'd asked me about what it's going to do to the brewing and how we're gonna 
um, deal with that. And I've already told her that uh, the cost of an electric rig in the basement is included in the build price of the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can just vent through your uh, egress window down there, right, or something. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's what you got behind there. you, right? You got a vent going out your egress window. Yeah. Yep. So there's just it's oh, just a no. cheap little nice. vent hood, uh, and then I also added it's like just a glass block window. I added uh, like a two like about this wide of a vent um, to, to let the cold air in. So that it helps very, a lot. Thanks, man. Super clean, super nice. Thank you. What do you do? Um, you know, since we can't see it, what what else what else is your system like? Are you doing temperature control or? Anything? Yeah, so I, I I try not to spend too much on the hobby. It's difficult at times. <laughs> you know, but I, I so I do do I do temperature control. Behind the curtain is a very ugly uh, um, temperature control thing. It's just styrofoam, and I used a heat like a seat mat, uh, a seed yeah. seedling mat. Yeah, and it works. honestly it works fine. It works. Yeah, good. totally. Uh, I, I trust me. I've I've tried to justify it a hundred different ways to get one of those really nice like conical fermenters that look suit sweet. But right now I'm just using this with a big mouth bubbler from Northern Brewer. That's my fermentation. Yeah. It's been going good so far. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at stainless steel options too. Besides that, I mean, I just got a grain mill too. So I have, I usually just bought, you know, bought pre-crushed grains. And uh, so I've been making a lot of upgrades last year. Nice. Have you, have you noticed like any like uh, efficiency increases or anything like since you started yeah. milling your own stuff? The efficiency, it's, it's, it's a battle, man. Like the, the system I'm like 65% is about where I'm capping out at. And that's okay. with, that's without a sparge. I'm not sparging. I'm just doing uh, boils. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm double crushing. I'm doing the pH. I'm doing all these different things to help the pH or the, uh, the, the efficiencies, but 65 is about as high as I can get. Uh, but I'm looking at maybe implementing a sparge. If I can maybe crank out another 5%, that'd be cool. Yeah. But really yeah, totally. I'm so consistent with 65%. Now, I just know I need a little bit more grain or a little bit of DME yeah. and it's okay. It's not yeah. What's, what, what's a couple right. dollars, you know, to, to make sure you're, you're where you need to be. No, yeah. I totally get that. Right. That's, and that's one of the things they say, there, there's so many people out there that chase, you know, uh, efficiency and stuff like that. And, uh, and it's great if you can hit it, like, you know, if you can get like 90% efficiency out of your system and save a couple bucks, like mm -hmm. that's sweet. But as long as you know where you're going to be like every single yeah. time and can like pinpoint, um that efficiency and hit your numbers and stuff like that then uh, who cares it's not like it's not like you're spending an extra 30 dollars on a brew day or something so no no, no it, I, I would, totally... it would be a big deal if i ran a brewery for 65 percent mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a few gallons it's not a big deal <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's different when your your batch is <laughs> your cost yeah. more right right <clears throat> Um, we got Mark in the chat. He uh, was the best in show winner from the Michigan State Fair. Uh, hey, we remember Mark, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think I have some paradigm hops from from the State Fair too, Mark. I gotta dig those out. What uh, what what's the the flavor profile supposed to be on those? I, I don't it's remember what that's a, supposed to be. Like. I thought I had um. <clears throat> Actually, you know, I, I bought those cans of, of Michigan hops and I had Paradigm and I thought I had all the cans up here because I was going to grab it and because it says right on there. But yeah, it's, it's stone fruit. I get that. It's yeah. stone fruit. Sweet. Oh, okay. Nice. I like Sweet. how we use those fancy hops for the shrimp beer. Well, you use bergamot. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
You put shrimp uh, in here? We don't want to talk no, about it. No. It's a bad <laughs> it's a bad thing. Well, we uh Flashback. it's because we don't have we have friends that don't really like us. Uh, <laughs> and uh it, it's the cool people that did our, our our badass amazing intro, which I think isn't it wasn't it her birthday this weekend? Yeah. So, it was. It yeah, was Friday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, yeah, so, Yep. Uh, but uh, we do occasionally do recipe design shows where we just like people throw out, you know, ideas, ingredients, whatever. And then we, you know, we'll talk about what goes into building a recipe and, you know, balancing it out. And uh, um, either Sam or her crazy husband yelled out shrimp or some shit. And uh, so we built this. It's supposed to be a coconut shrimp IPA. We built this okay. beer around being coconut shrimp. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I even bought, actually, still have them over here. We even bought these. We bought way too much shrimp. Why do you have those in your office? Because I was drunk that night and I ordered <laughs> way too much shrimp. Yeah, but why are they in your office and not because in the trash? It's, just, it's now he it's, wants to snack on them. He, he no, it's secretly a, a memory. It's it's whenever I do something stupid or I'm gonna do something <laughs> stupid, I look at the bag of shrimp. Okay. Um, so the the lesson here, Matt, is. This shit's awful, nasty, yeah. disgusting, and uh, and they they chickened out. I I couldn't show up for we the did. day because I was working or something, uh, and they chickened out and they didn't actually put it in the beer. Uh, so there is no shrimp in the shrimp IPA. So the uh, I don't I don't. Do you guys follow a lot of YouTube channels or no? I probably not enough. Uh, yeah, there's you a, give us some reps. So there's a channel uh, called Genus Brewing, and they do a seafood, uh, like a lobster beer. Um, so okay. if you, if you uh, the seafood theme, if you're interested, check their channel out. They have a whole lobster beer special <clears throat> thing. So check it out. It's, uh, it's they, they probably I'm use interested. higher quality ingredients than <laughs> yeah. uh, what was in that. Those bag. things were expensive, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not tasting like it. Taking a scoop out of a Louisiana Bayou, just. Yeah. So, so Matt, we, yeah, we, we, before on the brew day, before we uh, decided to shrimp our beer, uh, we were like, okay, is this actually a good idea? And so we took uh, some of those shrimp and we dry shrimped, uh, I think, uh, a Meritson that I had on tap. And, 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 you know, we let it sit in there for like 15 minutes or so. And then we smelled it and, and, you know, it, it's exactly what you think, like a shrimp. Right like october if i should right. smell like right uh, and it tasted exactly like you know rancid pond water and we were like no right. we can't we can't do this to the beer because like it's like what's the point right we already know this is going to taste like absolute shit if we do this so it was offensive uh, it really was like we checked <laughs> it out uh we used sabro and bergamot and had a we ended up with a really uh it was a pretty tasty like coconut like new england ipa in the end so um, Sounds good, minus the shrimp. It, 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 it was pretty good. The yeah, beer we, turned it's... out well. Yeah. Oh, oh, we did mash with panko breadcrumbs, though. Yes. Because uh, oh, yeah. it was supposed to be like a panko crusted coconut shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you know to to hold true, you know, in case some of our viewers are, I don't know if you mentioned, but we did we did tickle the shrimp to the boil. We did. We did. So like, the, the, the spirit of the, of the brew was there, if not the flavor. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's you've been a home brewer for eight years, Matt. What's the, what's the, the craziest, uh, wackiest beer you've done? Oh, um, you know, I can't say anything too crazy. 
Uh, nothing yeah. like uh, the no. I, I I play it relatively safe. I I have a habit habit of uh, like over researching things, so I, I dive mm. deep into pretty much every beer. Fortunately, knock on wood, I have not dumped a batch yet. Um, nice. So, but again, yeah, I play I play it pretty safe, um, and uh, they they've all turned out drinkable, which is good. That's it's all beer, man. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm not too picky, really. No. I think I when I started brewing, it was about eight years ago too. I think uh, mm-hmm. um, my first books that I read were like uh, Randy Mosher's Radical Brewing, and oh uh, yeah, uh, watched you know like Dogfish Head's uh, documentary. Uh, you know where, where you got Sam Calgioni like saying you know go big or go home and whatever the fuck you can think of. So I've always been kind of um, into doing this stupid shit, and I have dumped a few beers. <laughs> But there's nothing wrong with that. It's good to, I mean, I, I applaud you, man, because it's good to experiment. That's how you learn. Uh, and it I'm just too, afra- totally. I'm too afraid to really go crazy with uh, experiments. So maybe I need to get better at that. But no, there's, there's a cost investment too, right? You know, and, and time, yeah. you don't want to like invest, you know, maybe, yep. you know, it could depend on how crazy you're going and maybe you're making something expensive, like invest in 50 60 dollars in two or three weeks worth of time with like a beer that just goes down the sink it's scary man but yeah. so there's, there's flip sides right there's there's uh you know brian and i doing uh twin batches of apple cider with uh philly sour yeast that turned out like battery acid right oh, yeah yeah we're out yeah. What, 15 bucks for a pack of yeast and another 30 bucks 40 bucks for cider Right. Um, I, I sold a six pack. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll bring it. Maybe I'll bring a bottle of keepers uh, in a couple weeks. But the enamel off your teeth. Uh, yeah. I bet. But then on the, on the flip side, you know, like one of the best beers I brew is brewed with a box of fucking Fruit Loops. So, you know, crazy experimental, you know, weird <laughs> shit. I, uh, I I was looking into like a cinnamon toast crunch stout or something. That seemed one hundred percent do it. Oh, oh yeah, try it. So it so sounds like it'd be perfect. <clears throat> a few years ago at Keepers, we 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 do we like to do one fun competition a year uh, in the club. And uh, a few years ago, it was cereal beer, where everybody had to brew a beer with a full box of of cereal. I'm it. pretty sure that we had a cinnamon toast beer. Uh, I think for sure, right. if not a couple. Yeah, I mean, there was. I think there were a few different like um, cocoa puffs or yeah. Mm-hmm um yeah there were there were a few of them that were kind of kind of the same um, but it was one of those surprising things i think like all the research i had done on it was pretty much universal cereal beer or cereal and beers is horrible um but i i'd say like we had a lot of beer good beer come out of it i mean a lot yeah. Of really did. yeah now do you see yeah. your gravity like like how does that impact your gravity because i've never used cereal in my beers like like with a lot of sugar like in these in these sugary cereals is there like a lot that gets pulled out during mass you know, I, I really don't think it's very dramatic no uh, at least in in my case um you know i'm, I'm brewing a, a four and a half percent berliner vice and I, I brewed it once without the the cereal, and I still hit similar numbers. So mm. it was negligible at best. That's that's getting okay. a whole lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I think somebody did a beer with honey pops, so maybe that one pulled out more. Sure. Uh, honey pops. Pops. Hon- honey comes. No, the pops. Uh, oh, those are just puffed rice, right? No, no, the oh. pop cereal. Oh, the one with the frog. Yeah, it's coated in honey. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, what are the what's that called? The frog. The frog's yeah. the the thing. In the box is like gold. What are those called? 
I, I think it's pops. I think pops. that's what it is. Yeah. The yellow, is it really? yellow circular yeah. rice rice pops, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but there's this. You're right. It is. It's honey pop cereal. Corn cereal, and it's sweetened with honey. Oh, smacks. Honey smacks. Oh, honey smacks. That's so you're right. I'm getting the two of them mixed up. Oh, yeah. Honey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because there is Sugar pops. Smacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ron got it. Yeah, and Brandon, yeah, barely everybody's smarter than we are. Brandon, uh, and I think Brandon, he says, I appreciate the careful brewers. I'm a fuck it, this sounds fun kind of brewer. I've dumped plenty. Uh, and I think we've tasted plenty of your dumpers too. We <laughs> always appreciate you you sharing the failures with us at Keepers meetings. So, see, uh, that's that's how I, I use for, for the most part. Brandon, Brandon is like a 99% like uh, audit brewer though. So, <laughs> yeah. Brandon's done well. Um, yeah. Actually, I was just gonna, I was going to say he's got a beer on tap, but uh, that got delayed. Um, Brandon's one of last year's K Dale winners. Uh, his beer was supposed to go on tap this week at uh, Horrocks Market in Grand Rapids, um, brewed by Gravel Bottom. Uh, but thanks to COVID, that got pushed out. So Dang. Uh, his beer Again? is going to be wow. on tap. Um, for those that don't know what Kdale is, Jason. Kentdale, Kent Area District Library. Uh, it is, uh, it's a, so Kent County is where Grand Rapids at, is at, um, and the Kent County Library uh, District does an annual competition where you have to brew a beer, tie it to a literary theme, submit it. They get four breweries in Grand Rapids that select, each select their own winner, and then those four winners go on to brew their beer at that brewery. Um, don't ask me what Brandon brewed. I can't remember. Uh, it was some IPA. <laughs> I can't remember the book it was based off of. I want to say mango. If I'm right, if I'm right, no, I that was a mango IPA. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was. Fuck it. Anyway, um, but that that is uh, the Kent District Area Library uh, competition. It's actually going on right now for this year. I think they closed registration already, though. Mm. Um, so if, if you if you didn't enter it, you don't get to this year. Uh, tune in next year. So it's a super cool competition. Sounds um, Neville's. Yeah, it, it really that's right. Fun. It's the IPA brewed off of uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad you said that, Brandon, because I was thinking Harry Potter. <laughs> but... <laughs> All right. So Matt, I don't see it in the comments. I don't know if Brian, if you linked it somewhere else. Um, but you do have your own YouTube channel uh, where you go on about the. The, the adventures that you have in home brewing called trouble brewing, right? Yep. Right. So what, what made you, you know, decide to put this all out on YouTube? Yeah. I, uh, I've been like content creating, um, since really like high school, uh, really, uh, you know, I've been doing the Twitch video games. I had multiple YouTube channels, mostly just circled around streaming video games. Uh, so I, I had always an interest in putting content out. Um, and, uh, I started taking brewing more seriously a few years ago, and I kind of just thought it'd be interesting to start a YouTube channel just to talk about stuff. Um, there, there's not a ton of homebrewing channels out there. Um, there's, there's a lot, but like not really that much. And I found opportunities and things that people weren't talking about where I thought I might be able to add something. Um, I also just like content creation mm -hmm. and I also thought it would make, it, it would kind of keep the hobby interesting for me personally. When you uh, have a goal of producing like a video a week, it pushes you to brew, it pushes you to research, it pushes you to do all these things. 
And it's, it's helpful because I like research. I like YouTube pushing content out and I also like brewing. So it's kind of like a circular thing where it, yeah, it keeps that's me really cool. more interested. Yeah. in the hobby. Awesome. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. No, that's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. It's great. And what, uh, like what, what kind of content have you put out so far? Like, uh, you yeah, got recipes, you got like, yeah, it's, uh, my viewers typically like green to glass videos. Um, and a lot of them do. So if you're unfamiliar with green to glass, it's pretty much taking a recipe from development stages to tasting. Uh, and you record the whole process on, you know, how you're building the recipe, you record your brew day, you record fermentation and kegging, and then you talk about it for five minutes. You give your, you know, aroma, mouthfeel, flavor, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and then you say, it's a good beer. It's a bad beer. Do it. You know, don't do it. I would change this. I wouldn't change that. Um, so I do a lot of grain glass videos. I do like informational videos. I do some product reviews. Um, and I'd love to get into more product review space. I've been reaching out to other people for product reviews because I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but primarily it's like grain to glass and like informational stuff. Uh, yeah. Has, uh, has anybody, uh, like any of your like viewers, watchers, uh, re reached back out to you with uh, beers that they've brewed, like, uh, you know, based on your recipes or anything like that? Like, uh, I get know, a, yeah, I get a few people reaching out saying, you know, cool. I'm going to try it and, oh, this, you know, it's too bad it didn't work out. I'm going to change this. And, you know, I, I, and I help, you know, guide them if, if they ask questions, but uh, I, I do it, you know, I, I do it more just for me. And, uh, totally. you know, yeah. And if people want to make, the recipe they can if they don't want to i'm putting the video out anyway so yeah, we we totally get it. that's pretty much what the you know what what this entire show is based around is uh fuck it let's talk about beer and stuff and if people watch it then yep. cool like i hope you enjoy it this is for right. us yeah you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. We Matt, I don't. You probably haven't watched it. And I hope I you. I hope you don't have the spare time to. I hope you're <laughs> more busy doing other things. But like around Thanksgiving, we had a four and a half hour episode oh. where we just got you know schnockered on hard seltzer and talked to like all of you know the people that we've talked to like in the past year. Uh, on and off and stuff over the Was night. Was that a giveaway and, uh, night too? Oh my God. Yeah. And, and for those hat. watching that we owe, you know, shirts and hoodies and hats and stickers and whatever else too, they're on the way. I swear to God they are. So, yeah. um, we, we basically threw out the link <laughs> to, to, you know, friends and to, it was, it was just like a friends giving online. Yeah, totally. Um, where we, we threw out the link to anybody. Uh, I think I had 15 different hard seltzers uh, sitting on the desk with me. And then we just drank and people dropped in and they said, hi, and they hung out yeah. or uh, we kind of a revolving door. Yeah. Country music stars were on playing music. Sounds fun. So the beginning yeah. of November, uh, look out for a message from us because uh, we want you to come hang out with us. Yeah. Because you're our friend now. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get some seltzers. You gotta get seltzers, yeah. and, and, and you this, can't actually gonna be the so you black out. Yeah. So. Have you made a seltzer yet? I haven't. You know, my I, my brother. So my brother was kind of big into the seltzer thing, and I was like, you know, I can make a probably decent seltzer, and there's enough of it content out there where I know what works, mm -hmm. what doesn't work, what yeast to use, and stuff like that. So, but I never got around to it. But it's on. It's on the list. I tell you, hands down. Uh, as somebody that may have bought a lot of sugar at one point in Kalamazoo, uh, hands down, uh, he bought out the city. 
Omega's uh, Lutra and a yeah. packet of uh, proper seltzer. Um, yeah. All you need. And that's, what yeah. that's what I was seeing. That's what I was seeing. It really is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we actually had the the the, the luck to we had uh, Lance Shaner from Omega, one of the owners of Omega, on the show, uh, probably like a year about a year ago, and uh, it was right before he released Proper Seltzer, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so we got to yeah. talk all about that and Lutra, and I think um, during that show I might have messaged one of the homebrew shops to be like, I need this, and they bought me a bunch of it, and so I bought them out of sugar, and I made a whole bunch of seltzers. Um, and then all the guys that I know in my club that were like, yeah, we'd like to make a seltzer, but nobody has any fucking sugar because Jason bought it all out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I had to go to Amazon. Yeah. yeah. They, they like you bought sugar from Amazon? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get it anywhere. <laughs> but super, super easy and super fun. And uh, Lutra and proper seltzer just knocks it right out in like two days. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. I've got super a bunch pretty. of sugar now, so... Because I yeah. started buying my dextrose in fifty-pound bags. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. Holy shit! Did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He has ulterior motives as well. <laughs> Andrea does bake a lot. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Andrea sure washes that sugar, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, since since you uh, you know you're on the show and, and you do an episode a week, like can, can we get like any sneak peeks? Like as to like what's coming oh. up? Like, <laughs> like, I, I'm uh yeah. So I'm actually uh, right in the middle of, of pushing out a video right now um, on the Kavike IPA. So uh, it's just an IPA fermented in two days. Um, so that turned out really good. I need to get the Hefeweizen video out. Um, I have a, a review video on like a stainless steel conical fermenters. Hmm. Um, I got, I got a, some content lined up. Um, I always got to tr- try to think of stuff to do with the once a week thing, but <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. You, you said you got a review on stainless steel conical fermenters. I thought you said you didn't have any quite yet. Or are we, are yeah, we no, so, ourselves? so the, I, I made a video like a year ago talking about all of the electric burn a bag systems out there. And I compared them hmm. all. I'm a, I'm a data research guy, so I made a spreadsheet. Cool. I see. I see. Okay. All the data. So I did the same thing. That video is doing well. So I'm like, okay, well, if people like this as a research, when they're looking for an option for you know electric burn bag systems, I can do the same thing for conical steel fermenters. Or, so I uh, I made the same thing, ton of research, compiled a whole spreadsheet. So that will be coming out soon because people I seem to like that. Paying attention to that. I'm, I'm in the process of getting rid of all my plastic fermenters and sure. getting nothing but stay i've got two stainless currently oh and they're two nice. two different ones um which ones you got but i have the ss brutech mm-hmm. uh seven gallon mm-hmm. um and then i want to say it was like like i got some sort of weird flash sale on amazon for some like stainless bucket i think it's called like clarston or some oh. crap i think i got it for like 60 dollars. it was like oh. well 60 <laughs> boxes like whatever i'll That's try it cheap. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, super cheap yeah so tried that and <clears throat> you know i've currently got a mead sitting in that one i was so gonna say no gonna no see. leaks or whatever so yeah no whatever. no it actually like in my opinion felt like it was for 60 bucks like you yeah. can't really go wrong i mean it's not conical mm-hmm. That's a problem. Right. Uh, well, like it's not really a problem, but yeah, I prefer. It is, it yeah, is it? But, yeah. 
but it's, well, the, the nice know, thing about stainless is it doesn't scratch, you know, like plastic yep. will. Uh, it's easier to clean, you know. So you got those, you got those features. That it, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I want to get a few more. That that mead's gonna sit in there for another month or so before it's, uh, you know, probably ready. I, I I took a sample the other day out of it, and it's still a little warm, uh, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Sounds good. The uh, the whole um, I don't know the, the the whole data you know sort of uh, videos and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't surprise me that's doing. Well. I feel like the the entirety of like the homebrew community is based. On, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's like eighty percent like guys in the tech industry or something like that. Like that's people that I've just like numbers and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you do you watch or subscribe to Mean Brews? I I'm familiar with them, but no, I don't. I don't know if I'm subscribed to them. I I'm subscribed to like thirty or forty channels, like yeah. YouTube brew channels. <laughs> yeah. I I so I I can't remember if I've subscribed to them or not. I'm, I might be. It's it's uh, so he basically uh, finds a BJCP style, uh, goes around and finds like all the award winning uh, recipes that he can find for the style and averages out like all the ingredients the gravities the alcohol and basically comes cool. up with the mean yeah you know recipe for the style oh, um, wow. and then you know makes a youtube video and publishes it and they're they're amazing and uh he's won you know awards with with the beers that he's made you know these these recipes from stuff like that's that. awesome it's that's they're, they're really cool videos yeah that's yeah pretty much damn near what i did for this the mead recipe finding all the additives and everything and like nutrient schedules i went through and looked at all the uh like metal winners from uh oh what is it national homebrew off of the brew guru app and just mm -hmm. started like taking notes on like what's winning in the categories of what I wanted to brew and what was needed. I found, I found, I guess the big thing that I saw uh, was that it seems like 71 B yeast was used in a lot, like an overwhelming majority of fruited meads. Uh, um, so that, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that that opens up a, an interesting topic. Uh, I'm always curious to know what other homebrewers are doing. So imagine you have a style you've never brewed before. How do you go about designing a recipe on a style you've never brewed before? Oh, man. So <clears throat> I've been brewing for eight years and I'm, my 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 claim here that I've made and it's 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 ninety nine point nine percent true at this point is that I've never brewed a recipe that I didn't write. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't actually believe in um, following other people's recipes. You know, I I do this hobby because I like to create. Now, there's there's some there's some caveats there that I I put in there. Of course, you know, if we're doing a group brew, uh, you know, or something with a club that that you know designs a recipe, that's one thing. And then there's, um, you know, there's some recipes that you just can't get around. You know, if you're doing a smash, you know, you, of course you didn't mm -hmm. really create that, but. Um, so my take on it is, is, is I, I read a lot uh, about like the style, the BJCP, the history, you know, finding out like the flavor notes of it, um, you know, the, the character profiles, um, what I should see there. And then I, I typically just kind of jot down and, or I'll grab Beersmith and start throwing it out, you know, what do I want my base malt and what color and stuff am I going for and, and what flavor notes. And uh, I actually did try to do a presentation once on, um, 
on this on recipe design oh. on, on this this methodology because mm -hmm. the first beer that i ever brewed um i brewed it or, or i designed the recipe with, with my buddy trevor uh the, the head brewer at one well um this guy pretty much taught me how to brew um and that's how we did we walked around the store and we he was like what do you like you know and i'm telling him like <laughs> my idea of an ipa that i like and and here we're picking up grain and we're chewing the grain and we're tasting you know this is what you know uh crystal 40 tastes like and this is this is what crystal 120 tastes like and the, the comparison of the two mm -hmm. and so um I, that's really i, I used to go into our, our local homebrew shop and sit there and just open grain buckets and chew grains and be like yep i want i want some you know some dark fruit flavors or i want you know some crisp chocolatey flavors or whatever and and kind of come down and uh you know come up with it keeping that you know, 70, 30, 80, 20, uh, you know, ratio mm -hmm. for base malts to, to adjuncts. Um, and then my later years, I started to kind of go back and be like, all right, am I crazy? And, and you know, look at some of my recipe books or, or books with other recipes or Google, uh, you know, like I did when I, Brian threw out and wanted me to brew a Czech dark lager. Yes. So I did that. And then I'm like, going out to see like all right what are some other check dark loggers and, and am i am i in the right ballpark or, or mm -hmm. not so um i'm doing it very much by taste and 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 gut and feel so i know you're very you know you research the hell out of it i'm kind of more on the brand inside of just you know fuck it i'm, I'm cooking something you know i don't i don't measure uh how much garlic powder i'm putting in my uh you know my stew i don't uh uh, so very lackadaisical, lack, lack, lackadaisical, uh, uh -huh. creative. So yeah. that's how I, yeah, Brian, I do, is, I do is it like I'm baking. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally the opposite. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't like going in blind all the time. Um, like I, I know what ingredients taste like and stuff like that, but I still, I want like a tried and true base. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll hit up, you know, brewing classic styles. And uh, uh, if you're not a member of the AHA, I highly recommend joining the AHA because you get access to not only Zimmergy Magazine, uh, six, issues, six issues a year, um, but you get access to all of the uh, AHA recipe archives, which includes the National Homebrew Competition uh, meddling recipes wow. from, you know, way back when. Um, it's a great, great, great resource to see you know, what the winning recipe was that beat out 150 other beers, yeah. um, you know, in, 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 in a style or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so, I'll, you know, I'll kind of take a look at, you know, something like that and uh, brew it for the first time. And my system is different than your system is different from Jordan's and Jason's mm -hmm. and everybody else's in the world. Uh, nobody's going to brew the same recipe the same way. Um, all, all of our beers would taste different if we were to brew like the same recipe, yep. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. So um, I figure out what I like from that first, you know, kickstart and I brew it again. And then I get like obsessive compulsive and brew the same fucking style, like, like over and over and over again. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm on Czech beers right now. I started like sometime maybe like four months ago and I think I've brewed like uh, four Czech uh, either uh pale lagers or premium lagers and uh and, and the check amber now 
and I'm, I'm only just sort of figuring out exactly what I think the style should taste like. Um, because it's one of those styles that you can't really find a lot of fresh examples of. Nobody mm-hmm. brews them here, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get Pilsner or Kell, which is, you know, who knows how old by the time we get it in our local bottle shop. Um, but that's my approach. I, I, I start from somewhere, uh, from, from something established. And, and then, you know, after the first brew, sort of adjust it to be, to be my own. Um, awesome. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a hybrid between, between the two of you. Um, usually when I, if I'm, if I'm going after a style, uh, that I haven't done before, more than likely the first place I'm going to go is the BJCP guidelines. Uh, if it's a BJCP beer, um, just cause that's going to kind of going to give me my brackets, you know, on, on my, my operating brackets. Um, and then, uh, you know, I usually will try to research uh, commercial styles of that and be like, see if there's anything oh, yeah. that I've had before. Yeah. Like, okay, well, it's like, oh, you know, you know, like say, for instance, that's how I did um, uh, way back when, when I was brewing uh, Belgian triples, uh, you know, looked up a bunch of uh, styles and I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I like this one. I'm not a big fan of that one. Uh, and then try to figure out if anybody's done clones of those recipes so I can kind of figure out like, well, what is the difference between the two? So it kind of pushes me in the direction in which I want to brew. And then after that, I'll usually go in and take a look at the uh, recipe archives from AHA and start looking at, you know, metal winning recipes and figuring out like, well, you know, so it's it's a two edged, uh, you know, double sided there because like, you can very well find out like, well, the flavors that you like in a specific beer may not be what's going to win, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but still, at that point, it's like, well, what are you brewing it for? Are you brewing to put into a competition, or is this just something you're going to suck down? So, no, most um, small and a wee heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So so yeah, that's uh you know that's kind of that's kind of my approach. Um mm-hmm. and usually I'll take a, a base recipe, kind of like what Brian does, and then I'll just kind of make my normal modifications based on the flavors that I know I like for beer. See, it's, awesome. it's you know, I was trying to I was gonna actually link into a co- I watched a couple of your videos and I was gonna link back to one of your 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 video on home your first homebrew competition, right? Oh yeah. Um and in that video, you talked to, you read through the comments and the feedback that you got, mm-hmm. you know, and what the judges said and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, that very much drives how I brew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm very competition heavy, or used to be, and not anymore. Um, Brian is definitely kicking my ass now on that. But uh, I used to brew for competition specifically. So I, I found myself that first couple of years, you know, brewing, I mean, one year in my earlier career i brewed like 50 batches in a year and it was all over the board you know and i was i was creating but then i i I got those five that won medals and then i pretty much brewed those five beers over and over and over and over and over again for the next six years um but i would do that with the feedback from the judges the uh you know my coffee uh coffee style they would i'd submit it in and, and they'd give uh you know feedback about too much malt bitterness so i would change you know from Black Prince to Carafa three. Thanks, David mm-hmm. Jones. Um, and, uh, you know, I would just keep tweaking and reiterating that recipe based on feedback until, you know, the, the, the recipe got higher and higher, but you went through that. You had your first one, you won your first medal. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like fun. it feels really, really good. I still remember 
uh that feeling so yeah yeah i don't know what to expect let 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 it be addicting let it drive you i swear i swear man it'll it'll make you a better brewer it's i think i I absolutely believe it was but you had talked in that video you kind of compared the feedback that you got um what did you think of tell me about that experience with you it it was it was a black ipa that you entered as an american stout right yeah just to just okay yeah yeah so that's that's an interesting topic so i the they only allow like one specialty ipa submission for the uh, uh you can only submit one per style so you can't submit like five porters in yeah. in like the state fair um and i had a new england it was it was old it was not a fresh new england uh yeah. but i submitted it because i had it on hand i was like that's eh, like 10 bucks or five bucks whatever i'm throwing it in um so i had a black ipa that would classify as a specialty ipa and i was like well it technically fits the uh, beer smith three profile of an american porter because american mm. porters are kind of slightly on the bitter side um so i was like i can probably i can probably pass this as a porter um and i didn't think it was that bitter in the video because i went back and i watched my my black ipa video and i was complaining about how it wasn't bitter enough and i'm like hey maybe this will pass as an american <laughs> porter but i was wrong i was wrong it did not pass and i actually think because I, I wanted to kind of test the scoring integrity because mm-hmm. it shouldn't score well. Like if I if I I made this a black IPA, a black IPA in mind, you know, I did bittering editions and all this other stuff. It should do horrible when I submitted as an American Porter, and it did. It did do horrible. I think I got like yep. a twenty-five or something. Oh, said not like not to style. They literally said this is not to style. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm happy you wrote not to style because it makes me feel <laughs> it makes me feel like there's a lot of integrity in the mm-hmm. system like if you scored me like a 35 i would be like is this legit like <laughs> this is not what i had in mind when i made this recipe um but i overall i i think i think it was pretty great um i would recommend it i know i i've talked to a lot of homebrewers and i've encouraged them to just try to submit like if you got a bottle submit it who cares yep. like just throw it mm-hmm. in it's like five bucks it's ten bucks oh um, yeah but a lot of people you know maybe they feel um a little bit more uh, emotional about their, you know, they're afraid of getting some constructive, you know, feedback, or they're afraid of saying, sure. "Man, your beer sucks, man." Like, I don't know what your friends are telling you, but your beer sucks. Um, but I, I feel like just any criticism is is great, and it's really hard. It's really hard to get constructive criticism from family and friends. Like, I had some friends over yesterday, and they tried some of my beers. And they're like, "Oh, this is great." I'm like, "Do you?" Do you mean that? You're speaking our gospel. I mean, we've we've done we've done a couple of shows on this. We Brian and I have done presentations on this, and in fact, we're doing a presentation in two weeks oh, nice. uh, for another local homebrew club on brewing for competition, and and it's absolutely the number one thing. Right, is your buddy is going to tell you your beer is great because he likes you. Yeah. And, and you know what? Your buddy might think your beer is great because he like Depending on your buddy, right, Jason, yeah. I, I will always right. tell you how bad your beer is. Exactly. Yeah. If you have special buddies like Brian, then, <laughs> then that's cool. That's great because you have an open relationship. But it, it is really hard to to sit down face-to-face with somebody you know, especially, you know, in a homebrew club scenario, and tell somebody, this is shit, or, yep. you know, I'm getting this off flavor. And then you, you got that defensiveness and stuff. But to have Especially a- if they're a newer brewer or like a newer member right. of the club or something like that. Like, you don't want to yeah, deter them from tough. not coming back or something like yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always ask, like, do you want my feedback on this? Like, yep. 
yeah um, that's a good way to a good way to approach it I, I i generally try not to give people feedback on their beer unless unless they they want yeah. it or I, I preface that but yeah but you're absolutely right uh, a bjcp judge at a competition you know tasting you know potentially dozens of other beers is going to give you an open honest assessment and if they're uh you know a good judge um <laughs> You know they're they're gonna they're gonna follow those style guidelines and those those metrics mm -hmm. that that's gonna give you a good assessment of your beer. The challenge, and I think you mentioned this in in, in your video where you talked about that, is some of the kind of the differences in comments and scores. Yeah. Not all judges at competitions are BJCP certified. Just gonna say that it's very difficult to find enough BJCP. So they do allow. Typically, you see one BJCP and then one professional or. Mm -hmm you know, somebody else that has some knowledge of beer, but is not technically certified. And that's, but then they, the, the BJCP requires that they be within a certain uh, range of each other. So they, they score your beer and they have to talk it out, you know, and, and yeah. then hopefully the BJCP judge is going to be the one that's the voice of reason. Um, which congratulations to Brian, who just passed his provisional BJCP certification. Ah, Very nice, cool. man. Uh, taking his first yeah. step into becoming a judge. My, taking my tasting exam in, in June, probably in Cincinnati, it sounds like. So nice. got to practice. If, if anybody that's listening wants to uh, send in bottles so I can do practice score sheets, I'm probably going to have to do like 60 to 80 before I I've, I've <laughs> got, feel I've comfortable some, taking my exam. So I've got some dusty ones I could probably pull nice. out of the cellar. Absolutely, man. Six years. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah. You need to get you need to get the impartial feedback. So that's why I love competitions. Uh, you get judges. Uh, Brian and I had the, the 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 privilege to watch like four amazing judges. Oh my uh, God, judge Gail! What what's her rank? Grandmaster, uh, Grandmaster three? Two. Is it two now? I'm pretty sure it's two. Two. I okay. I think it's two. Um, uh, Gail Milburn. She's um, one of Michigan's uh, AHA representatives, um, and then she also led uh, the judging of a, a club competition that we did where we actually, it's super cool. We got to take our Kalamazoo Keepers craft beer over to Detroit and have it judged by another club. I mean, all four of these judges were cool. from other city mashers. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have, um, you know, you got some cool BJCP judges doing this for you, but you also have another club that you're actively competing against, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know in, in, the, in the local circuit. And those guys were awesome just to watch them judge our beer and give that impartial feedback and be able yep. to take that back to our brewers and make our beer better. So uh, yep. I believe you should enter every fucking competition you can get your hands on. Um, yeah, I, I plan on doing the beer cup and the state fair every year. So that's awesome. what I plan on doing every awesome. year. The, the other awesome. competitions, not too sure yet, but right now those are what I'm gonna be you know, mm -hmm. doing every, every year, so. Yep, I'm with you. I mean, I haven't done uh, state fair yet, but I'm going to shoot for it this year. Uh, Michigan beer cup will always get, you know, my brewed beverages. Um, and then, uh, since I've been getting more into meads recently, I'll probably continue with the mead cup as well. Oh yeah. Cool. Speaking of which you have the mead or have the hydromel. It's, Oh, it looks pretty dude. Yeah. It's, it's looks it's really clear. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, very cool. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. It'll only get better with age. What, what do you think, right. though? Uh, it's it's good. It's pretty clean. Uh, there's not honestly a whole lot going on in it. A lot of a lot of honey on the nose, but flavor wise, um, 
like it's it's only been in the keg for maybe a week um so or in the keyser rather maybe mm -hmm. a week so i think more cold aging will will help out and then uh, i actually think i might throw the pra on this because i think it's clean enough to where you're going to get a lot of that uh raspberry flavor coming through so yeah, I don't know. we'll see so good. Yeah. yeah and plus it's only like i think this came out at like six and a half maybe seven percent or so so i can you know i can have a whole glass of it and then it's good you know not mm -hmm. gonna have a you know full pint of 18 percenter Uh, Matt, you know, you can, you can join keepers. You can send us a uh, beer and participate in our club competitions, man. We'd be more than happy to, we did a cookie beer competition last year. Ah. Um, so, you know, just like the cereal beer competition, we had somebody, the, uh, the, the rule was you had to brew the whole box of whatever store-bought cookie, yeah. um, that you wanted. I, I can't remember what one Ron won, but I don't remember what his beer was. It was a. It wasn't Snickerdoodle. It was something. No, it was uh, with the the cookie oh. beer. Yeah, uh, the, uh, tag along. Yeah, tag that's it. Along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds good. You no, know, that was fun. Yeah, dude. Um, nah, I think but... I think I've done one of our weird competitions. Uh, Matt, I kind of like for a few years now. I've kind of went along your route where I've been trying to just kind of more focus in on actual styles but mm -hmm. i think i did the uh we did a oh what was it it was like a draft pick but for beer ingredients years ago at this point you guys remember that yeah yeah david yeah, organized yeah. that yeah 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 i got i got some weird stuff and i brewed the beer and i was just i was, just was not happy with it i think i just it was a drinkable but i think i just dumped it because i wasn't i wanted the keg space <laughs> ever since then kind of just been like gets a little gun shy are you familiar with like a like fantasy draft for like football oh yeah yeah you know, we, we did that with brewing ingredients um uh, base malts uh hops sure. uh, yeasts uh yep. maybe adjuncts i can't 100 remember but wow. once you pick something nobody else can pick it it's yours right right and so we did like a snake draft or something like that I can't remember what, exactly what it's called but um and everybody really at the end oh, it, it really was it was it was it was a huge challenge and the winning beer ended up actually being an extract beer um <laughs> it, you, yeah which was awesome it, yeah. i mean it, it just goes to show you know uh I, I think extract brewing gets shit on a lot and it doesn't need to be um i think that it gets shit on a lot because so many new brewers start off extract brewing um, and it's more just the care and the skill involved with using the ingredients rather than the ingredients themselves. Um, and, and the guy that, that brewed it, um, was one of the first members of the club and a longtime brewer and they obviously treated it really well. And it was a really good beer. I remember tasting it and I was like, yeah, that, you know, is totally deserving of the win. And it wasn't like a beer that had all these quote unquote, like cheater ingredients, you know, it wasn't like a, like a golden promise wheat galaxy citra new england IPA, or right. something like that it was guy right. god i have to remember what it was but um it it, it, it might have been some sort of belgian beer and and he used some hops that complemented like one of the crazy ass adjuncts that he got and yeah, i don't know that was really a lot cool. of fun what's what's up on the menu man for you like what 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 beers are you brewing next you mentioned the um, yeah 
couple that's, things. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing is I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I got to figure it out because uh, I I brew I brew um like three and a half gallon four gallon batches. Okay. I like to cycle them fast. Um, yeah. Me brewing and it, again going back to the YouTube, it it makes me produce more content. I brew more. Yeah. Um. So I uh right now I just have the Kavike IPA, the Hefweizen, and then I have a chocolate coffee porter on sour, uh, on on tap. Um, but I, I want to do a sour kettle sour for my next batch, I think. Um, and then after that, I don't know. So you guys tell me, what do you, what do you guys think I should, uh, have you tried, um, Philly sour yeast? Uh, no, I was planning on just using the lactobacillus to sour and, you know, just okay. going that route. Um, if you, what do you, what do you think about Philly sour? Cause I haven't well, done my Maybe if you're doing like a, you know, maybe you do like a kettle sour versus a Philly, uh, like yeah, same there you ingredient, go. There you go. You know, comparison episode or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. See, um, I've never, I've never done an actual like kettle sour. I've wanted to, I have okay. the bugs to do it, but yeah. I, I just, I have never done it, but I've, I've done Philly sours a few times and, I just, I really like the beer that that yeast produce. Well, that's the nice thing about the system behind me is that, you know, I could just pitch the lactobacillus and I can hold mm -hmm. it at X amount of temperature for a day and or two until that pH gets back down up. and kick it yep. back up. And it's, that's, it's, so that's, nice. that's so nice. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would also say that, uh, so I know Jordan, just to be the counterpoint, I don't like Philly Sour. I, the the oh, two really? or three beers that I've done with it, I don't feel are as nuanced or um, no 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 i think it's two completely different things like i wouldn't yeah. say like philly sour is equal to kettle sour by any means because you get a lot more character uh within your actual soured beers i just like philly sour as its own thing it so here, here's the thing like uh with philly sour you're only a little bit in control of 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 how much lactic acid you're producing. Um, okay. With with Philly sour, um, and, and you'll have to watch Dr. Farber's uh, videos. Uh, um, he he's the one that uh, runs the. Oh God, what is it? The lab is it Philadelphia? I can't remember exactly where he works, but um, he he's the one that uh, his one of his students kind of discovered it, and he helped you know get it out into the world and stuff like that. But in, in his presentations, he says that. Uh, you know, adding more dextrose up to a certain percent that uh, can lower the uh, pH. And I think there were some other things like potentially fermenting at a little bit of a higher temperature. But, you know, when you're when you're using lactobacillus uh, just as a bacteria, it's mm -hmm. going to keep getting more yep. sour up until you say stop, you yep. know. Mm -hmm. And so you you are totally in control when you do a kettle sour, whereas yep. with Philly sour, it's kind of a crapshoot. Okay. The, 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 you know, offset there is that Philly sour is really easy to use. You freaking pitch it and you treat it just like your other normal whatever. And you don't have to monitor it or, uh, you know, keep it at a particular temperature, depending on what strain of uh, lacto you're using. Uh, you don't have to reboil, which can potentially cause, um, um, I think, think people have, have, have reported tasting like THP or like mousy flavors when reboiling um, mm. lacto uh, kettle sours and things like that. Okay. Um, just, just weird things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a matter of complete control versus ease of use. Um, yeah. And, and which one's the better, you know, it was to say it's really whatever you want from the beer in the end. Have you guys um, ever had, um, um, 
they're the Midwest fruit tart from Ur- Urban Artifacts. I think they're based out of Ohio. No. Uh, it's a Midwest fruit tart. It's it's from uh it's from Urban Artifact. I've had some Urban Artifacts. Let me look it up, but I, I don't. It doesn't ring a bell right off the top. They yeah. Apparently, they're known for their Midwest fruit tart. And I I went to uh, a a beer store and I I said I said what's your like top selling sour beer? And they it's like oh Urban Artifact hundred hmm. percent. I'm like let's do that. So I tried a bunch of Urban Artifact. I'm like damn like i want my sour to taste like this and mm-hmm. fortunately um for for us is they're not shy um their their head brewer actually just like talks about what how to make their beer right yeah. you know they break yep. it down to a five gallon or Love 10 it. gallon recipe and it's like this is sweet so i'm probably just gonna honestly copy urban artifact and just do, do like, it and with fruit tart and see how it turns out yeah 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 man 100% do that. what are they, what are they see how it turns out. Uh, what are they using to do the kettle sour the lactophase <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's been a few months since I looked into it. Can't remember. But okay. uh, if, you, if you Google uh, just Midwest Fruit Tart Urban Artifact, um, there's a few forum posts that the brewer's not shy about talking that about. That was uh, the, 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 when I first started into kettle sours, which was ironically the cereal beer we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a kettle sour. I was really concerned. I, I heard a lot of people um, talking about, you know, Good Belly and, you know, different mm-hmm. yogurt cultures and stuff like yeah. that. And, um, my thing with my, my, the, the most important thing to my brewing is to be able to consistently reproduce it. Um, mm-hmm. and for some reason, the thought of throwing, a, a, a cup, a yogurt cup into my beer just doesn't seem, it doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies when it comes to consistency. Right. And so, yeah. um, so but you want those warm fuzzies, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I did was I, you know, I researched a, a bunch of the, uh, the lacto strains and I actually found a um a pill uh a capsule i should say of uh-huh. lactobacillus uh bacteria off of you can get on amazon uh-huh. um, but i specifically wanted because there's there's a lot of different um right strains of lacto and yeah. and i wanted i wanted a pill that had one single strain so that i would always have the same exact thing every time and right. uh, so that's what i found so i use it's called acidophilus 2 billion uh, you can find it on Amazon for eight bucks a bottle. I think that's that's what what I it's like wreck your body, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really, yeah. But no, I mean, it's just because that was my that was my craziness about it was is like, dude, I I want this to be infinitely repeatable. I don't want any variations. I don't want it's fair. That's a mix fair. Of different lactose strains, or I got a bad batch of yogurt, or or this and that. And like I said, the only time I brewed Looper with uh, Philly Sour, I didn't like it. <laughs> Have you guys ever done a sour that's like a like a funky sour? Like you let it sit out for a year and I, I actually took a silver and NHC last year for uh one of my sours. So I, I beat out like a 150 something other uh sour wow. beers. But uh I uh I I got really into it last year. I, I think that um it's more of like an art form or more of like let you know, let the beer be beer sort of, uh, brewing style. That's really relaxing. Uh, you, you, I, I brew really quick, uh, almost kind of shitty bases for my sour beer, like 30 minute boils, 30 minute mashes, really high temperatures. And then, uh, I co-pitch like dregs of like whatever sour beer I've been drinking with some right. USO five mm-hmm. and, uh, stick a, you know, a piece of tape on a plastic fermenter, and uh just stick an airlock on it make sure to refill it back up whenever it needs to be and mm-hmm. let it sit for a year 
Mm-hmm. And I think I'm sitting on about 50 gallons of random, uh, like wild, you know, wild wow. fermented beer downstairs um, in kegs. Uh, so my plan was to, you know, sort of keep having a uh, an ongoing rotation of beer that I could, you know, blend and stuff like that with. Um, and Jordan, Jordan, this way, that way, this Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan, our friend Drew and I, uh, we have a 15 gallon barrel at our friend Drew's house. We still, still got to get to that. It, it has some sour beer in it right now. Um, but we we used to put beer through it every six months or so. And uh, one of the beers that we brewed was this really, really pungent uh, Flanders red-ish, you know, sort of beer. Just like, well, in my opinion, it was too too strong to drink by itself. It is. Um, so I kept the keg and I blended it about twenty percent with um, some some less potent, like blonde uh, ale base that mm-hmm. was also soured, and then stuck it on fruit. And uh, and let that sit for you know six weeks, and then kegged it. And how, how uh, do you how do you do your blending? How what's that process look like? Because I I still have a full keg of that tart bullshit that we had out of the. Dude, um, it's so easy. So the the only thing that you need uh, is uh, a scale and external CO two tank. So yeah, I don't have. Uh, I got a scale, but I don't have external CO two. So that that'll that'll so make it doing, easy for forcing the out of the keg, but close yep. transfer, yeah. All yep. right. So once it's in the keg, you uh, you basically just assume that a full keg is going to be, you know, forty ish pounds. Um, we go a little bit lower just so you're not you know filling the keg too much or whatever. But um, do do bench trials. You know, take uh, you know a couple. I don't know, like a pint's worth of beer from like each of the kegs that you have and kind of mix and match and and record, you know, what you're mixing together and what tastes good and what smells good and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And once you have like a, you know, percentage blend, like 30% of this and 70% of that, um, then figure, you know, figure out the weight of like what the full keg is going to be and, um, you know, do a create like a jumper cable, basically the liquid yeah, yeah. out from one keg to the liquid out of another okay. uh, empty keg, and and just sort of fill fill the beer. Because I uh, remember into you the said you, you blended that uh, that Flanders, um, and yeah, I, I'm still sitting on pretty much a full. It is, I think it is still a full keg, and my plan Dude, lucky. was that's a to good, that's uh, a good beer for blending. Yeah, yeah. My plan was my plan was to play around with uh, blending it in with a Philly and see, and because the Philly is going to be really clean, maybe a little bit more sweet. Um, but the Flanders is going to, you know, add, add a little bit more of that character to it. That was that was kind of my ideology around it. But so got to get a CO two tank, an extra CO two tank, which I was planning on getting anyways. Uh, and then build some jumpers. So then I should be and more kegs. Apparently, I need more. Look kegs. into it, Matt. Like just oh, more kegs. Drink, drink some sour beer. Save the last, like you know, little bit of sludge. Um, Do your research, toss, though. Toss it in. We toss it in with a pack of USO five and <laughs> just like a really basic high, like blonde base, and well, and hide it back behind your curtain there. Just fucking. No, it, it. That's, that's, that's what we did with the barrel. There's, yeah. there's several breweries now that are pasteurizing their shit. So yeah, make sure you're 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 checking out. You know, if you're gonna do that, that's fair. Valley Pump that's fair. Or a yep. on, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, but a lot of places are pasteurizing. So don't. Man, what was, what, what did we toss on our barrel? I want to say it was Jolly Pumpkin. I want, uh, I want to say Bells. Yeah, we, we had, had some, some bells, like one? a let. Uh, we we had wild one and uh, uh, fuck, they make another one that I can't remember. I can't remember. It's Ooh, uh, there was there was something. Oh, uh, labrateur or whatever. Labrateur, yeah, like blackberry or something. Yeah, then there was uh, I can't I can't recall, but there was another like east side of the state, um, sour works, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't recall, but. Oh, bye, Brian. Okay. <laughs> He's got to go. I'm going to pop back in the comments because I missed some shit. Uh, so we got Derek asking about it. Uh, so Derek's a buddy of mine from Port Huron. So shout out to Derek. Uh, crazy beer idea, payday type cider. And he did me in the candy bar. So I'm going to assume that's like a caramel peanut apple cider. And all I can say, Derek, is fuck it out. Uh, give me a few weeks. I'll brew it. I don't give a shit. How's it sounds how- good. How are you gonna do the peanuts? Uh, you know, PB two, just like okay. normal. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm not not gonna change up anything crazy. Uh, I've been looking for a reason to uh, to do a cider with Indian summer or or whatever you know, un uh, unstabilized apple juice I can get off the shelf. That's Brian's go to, uh, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, it is. So, no, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, because uh, Payday's got like milk chocolate on it. I, no, I, I, not the no, chocolate doesn't? payday. Just payday is just peanuts. Oh, it is. That's just the one with the peanuts and caramel. And peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking of a take five? That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, there there is a chocolate covered payday. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. And if he was right. talking about the chocolate covered payday, he can eat a dick because I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was, I was, it just kind of raised the question and like because my thought was like how are you gonna get that like creaminess that you have out of like know. peanuts caramel peanut caramel apple i feel like you'd want to just back sweeten with like what? some, what, what some caramel rather we're gonna do a, a payday apple cider oh yeah fucking just stabilize that shit and throw it all in, in secondary <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even i'm not even shitting you just absolutely not not the candy maybe because you know fat does not uh bode well over time no i think i think uh pb2 uh you know maybe caramel or, or maybe take some um you know candy uh belgian candy uh sugar and caramelizer or uh Cook it. Caramel, yeah, caramelize it. Maybe make a, a syrup out of it a little bit and then yeah. just back sweeten with it. Yeah. That'd be good. And then the other thing, uh, I think Mark Mark asked if anybody had done a Brett beer. I just wanted to go back to that. Yeah. So there you go, Brian. I have not. I, I had. I've not that. either. I've had no. some wild. Uh, I've so you know actually throw back to Derek. So uh, Derek's uh, like I said, real good friend of mine over from Port Huron. Um, his family has an apple orchard, and this year Derek wanted me to make him some pear cider. Um, or oh, no. not pear. It's it's he not a cider flavored with pear, which I've made for him in the past, or he's okay. had mine in the past. And uh, uh, he sent home. I, I couldn't make it out there to the cider pressing, and he uh, he sent home I think six gallons of cider with with his cousin uh, Brian and I work with his cousin, and unfortunately it had taken off on the way over. Oh. So 
It had already started fermentation, um, as ciders want to do, and it, it yep. just went crazy. Um, so all I could really do at that point was put it in a speedle and uh, put an airlock on it and wish it the best. <laughs> and um, good luck. <laughs> and and it has uh, so it's a wild fermented cider from uh, the 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 Spatzel, uh fucking orchard. I'm, I'm interested That's to sweet. try it. It's, no, it's, really it's wild. It's, it's, it's actually pretty good, um, but it did it did come out very bready. Uh, so, you know, I guess uh, I guess if I brewed a Brett beer, no, but I've got some Brett. I probably heavy, I don't know. I've, I've never wild. had Brett in a cider. Like, I'm not yeah, a fan it, of Brett. Describe like the the Brett characteristics, maybe that you're tasting in it. It's that like, you know what I get out of Brett, and this is bad because I haven't had Brett in a while. So I'm like, I'm like I'm going from memory here, but it's that kind of that drier uh you know weirder like fetish. a leathery yeah or like yeah a, i get leathery and socks like hey okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's those are both great descriptors a, a drier leathery hay funk uh yeah gym okay. sock yep so but no i have not brewed a beer with brett um but uh, uh to- to be fair, Mark, I want to. Uh, so I have uh, packets of uh, Bootyard by, I'm sorry, Bootleg Biology's uh, Funk Weapon Number Two downstairs, with his, which is a uh, uh, Brett Brooks, um, and apparently, you know, it doesn't have so much of that like that funk to it. Uh, at least the particular strain that they sell, you know, it's it's supposed to be very tropical and and ripe fruit and uh you know and, and it ferments kind of dry so i, I kind of want to do i'm gonna call know, some sort of on like that until i taste it i i've i've read of people making all bread ipas you know that it, and, and it really doesn't ferment that slow either like if you do a really strong bread pitch um it doesn't take more than you know 10 to 14 days to finish just like a normal beer with uh saccharomyces so i don't know it's up in the air i haven't I, you know, I, I, I brew in mostly stainless, but it's still, you know, it's like, eh, like, I, it still is like, bleh, you know, to me, I don't want to necessarily dedicate something to it just in case, but that, I, should. I, I should, I should just, I should just do it. Um, well, it is, it is a kicker with, you know, switching over. And I've been thinking about that with switching over my, uh, all my fermenters from, you know, plastic to stainless is that I have plastic fermenters that I have dedicated to be like sours uh, and, you know, totally. dropping, dropping 160 to, you know, $240, which is, I mean, the other one I talked about earlier was kind of a, I don't know what happened with that on Amazon. Maybe it was a, you know, misprice or whatever, but, you know, dedicating a $200 unit specifically to something that I'm going to have on tap maybe once or twice a year is hard to justify. I disagree that you need to have separate equipment if you're using stainless. I mean, you have separate uh, gaskets and all that other shit, but you can definitely take care of stainless. And then I didn't have a separate, I did not have separate fermentation equipment for Brett Lacto, et cetera, until uh, Derek cider went way off in my, uh, speedo. and now I have a sour speedo. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I'm not saying like with stainless that you have to have them separated. It's just more, 
Now you can you paranoia. Can I mean, as long as you total, can get total the, paranoia. Yeah. yeah, as long as you get the the, the soft material off. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, I think we took a. I know. Sorry, sorry, Matt. So th there's there's a common theme on our show where we we fucking just go off on a tangent, you know, for like 20 minutes at a time. And I really me. apologize. <laughs> it's fine by me. I mean, we yeah. actually have a ticker somewhere. What's the topic again? That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to find that. I'll, I'll let Jason find. He's he's the master of uh, oh, doing all the. I'm the master of the fun of uh, Brian. Um, yeah, that's that's all we do on the show is make fun of Brian. I wanted to mention. Um, I wanted to mention. I, I can't remember. I, I don't know if it's Kegland, um, but they got a, like a bucket fermenter, but they built a, a heating element in the in the bucket fermenter, and it's really cheap. It's built really. in. They pretty much converted it like an electric kettle, uh, and they just made it a fermenter. They just added an airlock to it, and it's it's oh. really cheap. So uh, if for entry level stuff, it's not conical, so it's just a bucket with a heating element. But sure. Michigan, it might be good, you know, if you got a cold basement and you throw it in there and it will hold your temps. It's you know that bad. you have me you have me thinking now because one of the things on that cheap stainless that I I bought off Amazon, mm -hmm. it's got a spigot on it. Yeah, and like I said, most of it seems like it's pretty good, but the spigot's fucking useless like there's there's no reason to have it um it's in a weird spot and it, it just it doesn't seem like but if it you could install like a little you know heating element into it well that's the thing too is that this one it, oh it's called the now bucket you, buddy now you got my thinking <laughs> yeah and, and love the name and nice is the elements the elements on the outside not the bottom. Oh. Because you don't uh, want it on the bottom. Oh yeah, totally. Right. totally. You want it on the side. So yeah, the bucket buddy's pretty cool. Uh, let me let me I'll tell you right now what the price point is if I can find it. Um, but it was cheap compared to the other options. It was like mid, like hundred fifty ish range, I think. That's not bad. No, not for, at all. for a temp controlled, you know, fermentation unit. That's well, because you're pretty much buying a, pretty much just buying a like a electric kettle. With yeah, them. you yeah. know that's capable. I don't think it, it can hold much pressure, you know, so you can't like do like any pressure transfers or anything. But um, for the price point to have a element, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, as as I like, we haven't covered it before, but I don't have like a temperature control chamber or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just ambient ferment in mm -hmm. in my basement, um, which has worked out for some beers but not for others and as i've submitted to uh competitions as you know some of the people who are you know some of our viewers who are returning would know uh one of the more consistent pieces of feedback that i've had is temperature control so yeah uh, definitely something that i'm looking to figure out how to do the only issue is i don't have a whole lot of free space in my basement right now um so having a unit that is just freestanding might actually be a way to go there's right. i i see i see like this drum set behind you jordan that, you know i that, am looking at know. redoing my office <laughs> here so maybe maybe i'll just take take a note from matt and just turn this yeah, exactly yeah. I, have a, I have a window right up here i can only vent stuff out there we are electrical <laughs> here we go i'm gonna let my wife know i'm gonna spend spend a couple grand next i got a just... i got a series on my channel going through what i what i went through as far as pricing I'm, stuff out and i'm gonna, I'm gonna like a keyser and stuff right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So the the keyser is actually I swapped it out, and now it's buying drywall. And uh, I I just video. watched that episode. It's yeah. actually, in fact, when when you guys came in here, and I was zoned in. At my, I've got stacked monitors. I was zoned uh-huh. in, like looking up. That's the episode I was watching. That episode. Oh, okay. You know, putting the stuff through your wall and whatnot. Like, yeah. I really took note of um, what you had said when you were when you were getting into like glycol chilling lines mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. rather than doing glycol like doing salt water. Like that's a really yeah. good point to be it's, entirely honest. Like genius. I, I I don't I don't mean to knock anyone that has a glycol chiller. You know they're it's sweet, super cool. Uh, but there are a lot of cheaper options out there. If you if you want to you know get something cold, uh, a lot of DIY options out there that will work um to keep stuff cold so that that's uh, that's awesome man that's awesome yeah. I, I really liked it i'm gonna start going through i went through one or two episodes before you were on but oh, okay um that one i was looking at because i think you just posted that a couple weeks ago um, yeah so it was it was fairly fresh and mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah it looked i i, I, I learned well. something so yeah, yeah yeah it's been good i was looking at building i was i was have you ever heard of the play-doh keg monitoring stuff yeah, UF6. Yeah. They're yeah. super sweet. Um, they're super cool. I, I was again the whole electronics thing. I was looking at building like my own Play-Doh thing, uh, and having it tie into my tapless IO setup. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you can build something like yourself cheaper and you know, whatever, do it. Like I got my uh mine on like a Black Friday deal or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was fucking expensive. I was gonna say they're not too expensive either if you were like on a Patreon yeah. or whatever. It wasn't too bad. Uh it, it's it's sweet. No, it's totally worth it. I uh I justify it because I I I brew for competition so much again it goes back to you know my own my own personal reasons for uh doing a lot of my brewing things and stuff like that but i I fucking love the bling but yeah um i like knowing where my keg is at without having to like lift it up and potentially swirl shit around um that's where i'm at right now is i'm just i'm just like lifting i was like uh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah totally (laughs) so and and you know i have mine uh i I can actually i can probably share my screen real quick um wait don't you only have four taps on your kegerator or did no you upgraded that's right you do have six now don't you i have five but um, i have um i have one that i dedicate between swapping two between like a um like a either a nitro tap or like a sour tap neither of those i'm i'm going to um like like if i i don't know hold on so you have a tap just for nitro i have a tap just for nitro that i sometimes swap off for sours which is okay because um nitro beers i'm never going to bring anywhere to share because you really can't no um and then and then sour beer um you know, if, if nitro was on it, then that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really basic, but it looks like this. Um, so essentially I have my, uh, the API for my Play-Doh kegs, uh, tied mm-hmm. into what this fill level is here. So, mm-hmm. uh, every time I pour it just kind of, you know, you know, goes down a little bit and tapless.io does the same thing. 
Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't want to pay because the the Plato API is um, free, and I thought it was going to be a fun project. And the uh, templates.io is super super awesome, but more than what I needed, yeah. especially if I wanted to pay. Um, well, so, that's the problem I'm running into is because the Taplist.io API isn't free. Uh, you need yeah. to pay like 40 bucks a year to get their like an, a token so you can use their API. And uh, so that's why I was looking at other alternatives, but I never thought about just writing my own. Dude, yeah, like, write your own, write, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally easy. I, I, uh, I, I wrote, you know, just a simple little math thing to sort of, you know, tell me roughly how many, uh, you know, bottles I have left to send out to competitions. Mm hmm uh, what my CO2 tank level is. I just swapped that out recently. Mm -hmm. uh, that's roughly pretty accurate, you know, and I don't go by, uh, by uh, SRM levels on, on the picture for the beers. I go just by RGB. So I could have a fucking blue beer if I wanted to. So, ah. you know, <laughs> do that for your first seltzer. Make like, yeah, a, exactly. Like a blue raspberry yeah. seltzer. There you go. <laughs> So it, it was a fun project to take on. Uh, Matt, if you want the code for it, if you uh, are familiar with like Node apps, I will totally give mm -hmm. that to you. Um, do you uh, do software development? Is there a day job? Or? Sort of, yeah. I, I'm a... <laughs> Jason's cracking a smile there. I, I, uh, I, um, I do a lot of API work and uh, I'm, I'm also like, a, I work for... I do like a lot of telecom work too. So I, okay. I do like telephony uh, routing stuff. I'm sort of a, a split agent, I guess, for the company I work for. You're a developer. You're, you're absolutely a developer. So there you go. Um, not, not, not as good as some, better than others. Well, <laughs> you can you can do a lot if you know how to do stuff like that it's, it's uh, exactly i i'm not good of... i'm not good with making things look pretty but i can make things happen behind the scenes i guess that's how i justify yeah. it you're a back-end developer you, you just yeah. Mm. yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. I, can, I can i can do front end, but i fucking don't he's, don't he's expect also a lot. Incredibly <laughs> modest and full of shit so <laughs> yeah very cool what do you do matt i'm sorry oh for work yeah, yeah. I do uh, application security. I I work for General Motors. Oh, oh, awesome! awesome. I, so that, that's basically IT, right? You know, it's in, yeah, in, in it, the general scope of things. Like penetration testing and, uh, and oh. cloud cloud infrastructure and stuff like that. So oh wow, I'm working on that. all right. So you but. you still generally fit into the uh, ninety five percent white male um it it uh, yeah. Yeah. well there's a big push to hire or we're pushing to hire lots of women and uh, a big yeah. push for diversity well, and I, I meant i meant more like in the in the homebrew community sort of like oh you know, yeah like, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I i fit yeah the the whole uh you know stem uh stuff is you know that's where i see a lot of homebrewers are at you know yeah we're pushing to we um specifically within it though i know it really <laughs> does seem like it We're, we in michigan are really 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 lucky um in that we have uh uh a few what we have at least two female aha members right just within michigan yeah um we have uh gail milburn and then we have amy oh gosh what's amy's last name Gail, Gail, Amy. Give me a minute. <laughs> Damn it. 
<laughs> I, I follow her on Facebook and we talk to each other and I feel, uh, I feel, I feel terrible in that remembering like off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, she works for like, uh, uh, <laughs> the brewery that we just had on to Amy Martin. Uh, Amy Martin. Yeah. Amy Martin. Um, she's the marketing director for Stormcloud Brewing. Stormcloud. God. She is like, one of the, the best the, Belgian beer in Michigan. And I can't yeah. fucking my my brain is fried tonight. Where are um, they based out of? Stormcloud. Stormcloud? Uh mm-hmm. that's out of Frankfurt, Michigan, and okay. uh, Betsy County. Okay. That's, that's, that's really, really good beer. Okay. Like like insanely good. I best Belgian beer in Michigan. I haven't had any. I, well, I, I want to try their Belgian now because I, I love Belgian beers. Um, so I'm, That's what they specialize in. They yeah. do distribute around Michigan. Um, they've got a couple. I think two uh, two brands are, are pretty widely distributed. You should be able to find it if you've got, you know, like, a, you know, had like a Mega Bev or something. We got a few bottle shops uh, in Sterling Heights, yeah. like closer to Detroit. So they might yeah. have some of their stuff. Um, they, they're just, I think I saw last week they're putting out a new can um I'll, I'll look it up no they're, they're great guys they uh, uh they've been on amy's been on the show i think twice and mm-hmm. uh the storm cloud guys have been on the show um talking about that but yeah they do um rainmaker they have a, a rainmaker ale wild away ipa and the night swimmer i think are the, the three that they distribute cool so take a look Rainmaker is going to be kind of like that entry level Belgian. I wouldn't really call it a, a double. Uh, it's it's really really lightly, just like the the faintest like whisper of phenolics. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. it, which just in my opinion enhances how drinkable it is. Like it it almost replaces some of the bitterness for like um, you know some Belgian phenolics, and like you just want to pound that beer. It's really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll keep an eye out because I'm interested. Oh man! Well, guys, what do we think? <laughs> Jordan cheers the uh, the mead. It should be a fourteen percent mead, man. Like, I, oh, dude, no. Like, the night is like I yeah. do have a professional job. I have to be like cognizant for tomorrow. I can't be drinking a fourteen percent of it. I mean, this isn't a holiday episode. Get, okay, get back to us on fair. President's Day. So we need. To, oh my god! <laughs> uh, for like show maintenance. Um, we need to get together and, and and do a planning session. So we've got a bunch of uh, of, of great um, guests lined up. Um, we just got to kind of get them plugged into the right spot. We're going to be talking to uh, the Pontiac area brew tribe. Um, I think that's their name. Uh, we've got we're going to be talking to Siren of Stout, um, the president of, uh, of Fermentus. Uh, which is the uh, cool organization in Michigan, women women brewing in Michigan. Um, someday Brian's going to talk to to a really cool mead maker. Ken Tram. Ken Tram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said he wants to. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get it. Yeah. But, so we've got a lot of great episodes coming up. Um, we do also, we need to line up. Uh, we're trying to do our quarterly homebrew review show where you mm. give us your beer and we tell you how wonderful it is. Matt, so, you haven't Matt, heard anyone to send us? Right. 
I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional BJCP judge now. <laughs> for what yeah. that means, so, yeah. Now we yeah. have to have forms. <laughs> the only thing I, I think would be worth sending in is the half wise, and I don't think the other two beers on tap would would do well. So, dude, don't yeah. don't knock yourself down, man. I mean, I'll definitely drink a heavy. Like it's <laughs> one of my favorite styles. So, I, I linked our the sign up form in uh, in chat just now. So. So yeah, we'd love you to send some entries in. Yeah. Uh, we'll drink your beer on air and, and talk about it like we know what we're talking about, which is bullshit. Sure. Um, <laughs> except, except for him, this guy up here. Apparently, he knows something. Because he's yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew sixty percent of the answers at least. That's is that all you have to get? Is that's all you many, have to how get? How many how many questions are there? One hundred and eighty. That's not bad. Okay. In in an hour. That's still, a lot. That's still, not, that's still not terrible. That's a lot. Do you want to see my? Do you want to see some of the test questions? Yeah. Yeah. I, actually. Yeah. I, I can throw uh, it so, up. I still got drinks, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm here. Can, so, so this was. I took the. Uh, I, I would imagine that the practice questions are the same for everybody. The actual exam <laughs> questions are not. Um. But. Um, are there are there practice exams that you can like purchase? Or whatever that no it's free randomized. it's free it's, oh, it's, it's free. a i don't i don't i don't think it's randomized but you can purchase a, a free 20 question bjcp practice exam just to kind of uh-huh. get a a feel for what the questions are like um and and i totally recommend anybody to do this uh, my answers are unfortunately all uh uh, recorded here because I took this a couple months ago without studying and, and kind of sucked at it. So, but I still have scored sixty exactly. I think on the dot or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's honestly all I'm going to do is I'm going to find whatever this shit is and I'm just going to go in and probably drunkenly answer. You, you them. should do it. <laughs> you should do it. Uh, so, uh, so it's it's true false multiple choice multiple answer. Uh, One hundred eighty questions. Um. So the questions are, are sort of formatted like this, like check the all that apply compared to an American porter and English porter is this, 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 this. Okay. You don't get credit for this question unless you answer exactly right. So the, the multiple answers are pass oh, yeah. fail. You, you yep. check on check everything exactly or you fail. Uh, roast barley is an acceptable ingredient in a Scottish heavy. It is. I fucked that up. I probably should have known that. That's probably not a hard one. Cheese, bro. Um, I know. <laughs> Yeast for a Belgian golden strong ale should not produce any phenols. False. Uh, Bel- and most Belgian beer oh, yeah, should have Belgian. produced phenols. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, which of the following compounds uh, might give a vegetable char- vegetal character to a beer? Uh, DMS. So yeah. corn, pumpkin, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Brett is a common brewery contaminant that is typically contributed to causing what? A horse blanket is obvious, you know, yep. that's like the flavor. Um, a German Hellas export beer always has higher hot bitterness than a German pills. Uh, so that's a tough one, right? So a German Hellas export beer is, uh, technically a higher ABV beer. I, I chose true just to balance that out, but apparently it's false. Uh, I would have, I would have went true with you on that I, one too. I would have went through too. Cause uh, German pills is, uh, not super high on the hot bitterness. So uh, yeah. So that that was I, I I screwed the pooch on that one. 
Um, the best water profile for a, a strong bitter is I went with moderate sulfate. Um, I think that the correct answer is burtonized, honestly, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, strong bitters do have a high mineral content. Uh, so I think that they're expecting uh, something even burden. higher than moderate sulfate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hard. Uh, when And, and so they ask well, like, PJCP questions or, too. Yeah. Uh, when provisional judges evaluate entries, they should be paired with a ranked BJCP judge. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Irish stouts typically have a lower uh, original gravity than sweet stouts. Mm -hmm. That's just one of those things that you're going to have to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sweet stouts are are um, just in general higher because you know think think this question is kind of easy if you think about it. Um, it a sweet stout sort of implies a really high original gravity, right? Because it sort of implies a really high final gravity. Um. So, so some of these, even if you don't exactly know what the range is, you can sort of imply the answer. Right, right. Um, uh, Brian, it, it, this would be great content for YouTube. I don't know if you, uh, there, I, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't think there's any, I, if there is, I haven't seen it. I, I have not seen any BJCP like videos like studying for the oh, bjcp certification there there there's some but it oh, is very very sparse it's very sparse this and so a, this is an opportunity for you oh 100 one of the things i want to do as soon as i feel like i've earned it is i want to do like study sessions and videos and stuff like that because uh as long as i've been brewing and entering competitions uh, there's always and forever been a shortage of BJCP judges. Mm -hmm. uh, there's yeah. never, th you never hear somebody say like, oh yeah, we had too many judges for this competition. So we had to like turn away, you know, a couple people uh, just so we could get this thing going. Right. Like it's, it's always so, so limited and it's not, it's not because people want to do it. I think that half of our personal homebrew club, at least, are so talented and are so good at tasting um, that, that they could absolutely be judged. It, it's just, it's a matter of studying and it's a matter of drinking like the the beers and and, and really understanding them. Um, yeah. No, I and, guess, and, and even from there, it's a little bit of bullshit. Like um taking these exams and tasting them and practicing them and, and and passing them and stuff like that like it's a lot of upfront knowledge whereas on the back end when you're actually doing the exams and stuff like that like you have the ability to pardon me uh reference you know the styles and stuff like that um as you're judging just to you know keep yourself sane and uh and it's more about just getting to the beginning and then getting experience from there um, by, by judging beers with, with more experienced judges than you. I mean, and, you know, if your scores don't match up, asking them why and be like, oh, my God, like, that totally makes sense now. Like, when they explain something to you and then when you learn something, you're, 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 yep. your sensory, you know, uh, vocabulary or whatever kind of grows a little bit and... No, I, I totally want to put something like that out. Um, it's it's going to be a year or two in the making before I, I can probably start doing something like it, that. But you know, that's, that's, what, that's, the, 
that's the misconception though you just gotta press record man yeah for somebody don't, that's don't really wait. experienced in long-winded <laughs> rambling videos uh every monday night you'd think that he would be just you, you know good at pushing record um, mm -hmm. I, I have I this really bad issue with imposter syndrome and i feel like I don't deserve to do something like that <laughs> and, and until I've really like quote unquote made it because like, I don't want to, I don't want to put out content there that people watch. And then like, Who's I don't want a single no. person to be like well, somebody, I don't but, want a but, single but person your, to be like, that's matters, wrong. Right? And your view matters and your experience. I know, you're, 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 the, I you're know. the new guy to it. I will say I did find a bunch of videos, but they're, they're old, you know, and, and a lot's changed with CP. Um, so even somebody coming, coming at it from the uh, experience of, you know, this is me trying to work my way through the BJCP exam, I think has uh, validity and, and value in, in YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and honestly, we need more content. So get yep. on it. Brian. <laughs> okay, I'll work on it. Yeah, share, share your journey. Uh, and and you, you might not know everything. And, and, you know, share it and talk about it. Yeah, and, and talk and about okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I love that idea so much. I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah. the, the only reason why I'm doing this, why why I'm even pursuing the BJCP in general, is because of that. It's it's because like I feel like I've um I've taken so much great feedback from judges that are already like out there and existing and stuff like that. That I I want to be able to contribute back to the community. Like, this is like my, you know, you all are my people, you know, like, <laughs> this is like, this is what I'm really, really into. And uh, I, I want to teach people and I want to be able to contribute in any and all ways. That's why I'm so happy to be able to do this show, but it's not enough. You know, sometimes I want to, I want to be able to help people make better beer and stuff like that. Like I want our homebrew club to be the club that enters the most award-winning beers into the national homebrew competition someday. Um, is that is that something? Can we can we make an award for that? Can we make a goal like? It's it's an actual something. NHC award. Is it? It is. It is. I mean, it's not as cool. It's not as cool. Yeah. No, no. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I feel like that's that's a lot better. Like, fuck it. No. I'd rather be amazing and the best in Michigan than. I don't want us to ever lose, you know, the Michigan Beer Cup award. You know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, thank you, Matt. That that is encouraging. Um, yeah, I, I don't consider us content creators. I guess we are, yeah. uh, even yeah, we though we all are. we do is like ramble uh, and bullshit, you know, on air for you know a couple hours oh, every you're doing week it. or something. This is it. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have to hit you up on on maybe the best way to do that because we don't yeah. we don't do we don't we don't pre-record videos and then publish them. We literally go live and then whatever happens happens. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of on our on our twenty twenty two like agenda. It is, it is a little it's, bit. It's very much. Yep. So I, you know we've we've said this on air multiple times. Like we can't do as many. I can't do as many Monday shows. Uh, our schedule has to change. Um, we, we want to start doing some pre-recorded shows. Uh, we want to, some guests can't do Monday shows. So we want to do some other, other, um, other shows. So it's, it's definitely a skill that we need to, uh, lean into, um, and start getting other content out since we're, uh, yeah, I say where I'm the one you guys can go without me. I, I just, yeah, dude, I gotta... dude, you're, you're talking to the guy who's missed like 
what 40 percent of the shows or 35 percent of the shows because i yeah i don't know matt do you have kids i do i have one kid oh well shit there goes my excuse <laughs> okay so so it might, you still might have an excuse because my kid's like 11 months old and her bedtime is 7 30 so no no my mine's only a year and a half well, I'm free. Yeah. No, Jordan. Jordan's kid was born on like the first show. Yeah. So he's going. Day. He's going. He's going um, on two. Like literally, they went live as my wife was in labor. I was like, oh, "Sorry, guys, <laughs> I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> we got some stuff going on." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. That's you know, I I commend you for keeping with it. As, as much as you had and you i'm assuming a lot of the changes that you've had within the way that you do your brewing is to allow you that flexibility of being a new father because i fucking 100 get it 100 i haven't brewed like i used to do a batch a month uh for sure like outside like but i haven't haven't done that that's why one reason why i'm uh shifting over more towards like meads and ciders is it's just easier to get that. Like, I don't have the time commitment, you know, for a day, mm -hmm. you know, but you're indoors, you're all electric. A lot of that stuff is automated that you can do. It's only going to take you a few minutes to get shit together and you can kind of let it go. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, honestly, it, I have a superstar wife too. I mean, she really holds down the fort. So, uh, it, yeah, you know, we're all, it, we're she, all real lucky for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. She, uh, she does a really great with the kids. So she really helps me out with my hobbies as well so yep no i get that 100 percent for sure I, I like this thank you that makes so much sense now that somebody you know has actually said it like uh, right who's who's oh who's the 77 trans trans am guy the one of my viewers oh awesome. hey welcome thanks for the feedback <laughs> no the uh the, the the key there would be to come up with 10 to 15 minute uh videos which are highly uh, more preferable than the, uh, than the two to three hour videos. I, I, I have this thing. I know. I, I, so I have this thing where I go down into my basement, you know, every night or a couple nights or something like that. And I do beer chores, whether it's like cleaning stuff or like, uh, you know, adding nutrients to a, a meat or like hanging something or something. And, and I throw in like a podcast, a beer podcast, and I do my thing. It doesn't matter how long it is. It just, I, I'll come back to it later. But like, if you're sitting in front of your computer, like you don't want to commit yourself to something you have, that's like fucking half hours long or something. Yeah, I was gonna like, say you I have, totally you get have it. One of your, you know, the best. You, know, you have the most, the newest iPhone or whatever, right? So you can just, you know, take take some quick video, you know, and that's that's edit, what, edit you know, it that's, later. That's the thing for me is is uh is uh you know for me at least if if the production value is too high it's gonna be too much work so like i do Perfect. iphone <laughs> iphone <laughs> videos upload them and do a little bit of editing with some free software no, it's simple because if it's too complicated you're not going to want to do it if it feels like a chore you're not going to want to upload all the time so to keep it simple that's true don't there's a lot of people out there that have the three thousand dollar camera and then the boom and all like professional lighting it's like dude that's a lot that's a lot. I, you know what? <laughs> you that is money. I, I bought. I dropped. I dropped some money on a on a much better camera. I thought I need that, and I used it one time, and then I'm like, "Fuck, you can see way too much. Like, I don't need this shit." Um, <laughs> what camera did you buy? What what? Uh, one what? of the, the one of the expensive Logitech ones. 
Um, it's that I think the C. Oh, yeah, it's a few hundred bucks. Um, I'm gonna. I'm basically using it for when we uh, like live stream shows. Like we live. Actually, we used it to live stream the uh, Michigan State Fair. Okay. I think. I yeah. might be. I might yeah. be picking up the uh, picking up the equipment to use my DSLR as mm -hmm. a camera. So we might be able to. Yeah. Utilize that. But no, it's uh, it's it's. It, 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 yeah, the, the, too much production value, too much stress. I think that's that's my thing is is work's mm -hmm. gotten too crazy and it's just got to be like, you know, there's been Mondays where I've had to miss shows um, or at the last minute, you know, text these guys and be like, I can't be on and, and I feel terrible. And so it's like, you know what, maybe we which should. Which you should. Which I should. Absolutely. No, <laughs> uh, hey, I at least try to you know, chime in and watch when you know I'm putting my kid to bed or something like that, and he absolutely has to have dad. You'll get, you'll get there. Mr. You'll guy. get there, Matt. You'll get there. So, yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, right on. Uh, we're right at about two hours, which is the magic mark for Brian. I think uh, the goal. I don't it's fucking good. care, but uh, <laughs> no, I know we've, we've, we've about run our course. I don't want to keep Matt here, you know, until oh, uh, the break of dawn. And then well, yeah, it doesn't need to be a, you know, a Thanksgiving seltzer episode or something. So, <laughs> so, so right now we don't have a show next week, um, but we will be back on the 21st. Maybe. Yes, maybe. So Brian and I, and Jordan, you're, you're absolutely welcome to come out. Uh, Brian and I will be at a local brewery on the 21st. Sorry we didn't tell you about this, but we didn't have that planning meeting. So nope. uh, Brian and I are going to be at uh, Final Gravity in Kalamazoo on Monday the 21st, um, doing a brewing for competition presentation for uh, the Kalamazoo Libation Organization of Brewers, uh, which is CLOB. Um, and we're going to try to stream that uh, as a live, as our episode for that week. Um, if we can't stream it or internet sucks, then we'll post it. We'll record it and post it. Um, but we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out somehow. And, and, and if the audio sucks too bad, we won't post it at all. But um, we, yeah, we don't have lapel mics. So what's the date on that? We'll make sure uh, that we, we either have like a nice tonight. mic in front of us or something. But yeah, it, it'll be on the 21st. Yeah. Okay. And then, like I said, we're going to come up with, a, 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 you know, it's, it's some more. Uh, schedule throughout um, at least the next few months. We've got, like I said, some really great people that are going to be on and some cool topics we're going to talk about. So we'll get that info out. Uh, and other than that, cheers. Cheers. Matt, you are welcome back uh, anytime you want, man. Like, Thanks. legitimately, like if you're like, you know, I have something cool that I just did and I want to promote my video. Uh, <laughs> Serious. You, you can give it to, you know, you can reach out to us and we will uh, be able to promote it to 12 more people. When you cool. originally got, uh, you know, <laughs> if you if you had just done it on your own, but you know that's really cool, man. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for uh, fun people, yeah, if you're looking for a filler or you don't got anyone planned, just shoot me an email. Or there you go, that happens. No, dude. Next yeah, time I get him on, I'll text you. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> or or me. Brian's here all the time, so it's. <laughs> I think I've missed one, maybe ever, maybe yeah. maybe two, but yeah. Now you get to watch the coolest outro. Of, of any uh, show ever. So cheers, everybody. Thanks a lot. Guys. Yeah, thank cheers. you for sticking with cheers, us for a couple please. hours. Oh. Cheers. And uh, yeah, brew some good beer. Let us know.